Welcome to episode 85 of the Montana Values Podcast. Whereas, be it known, these three things are self-evident. Spelling, grammar, and punctuation are not taught in clown school. And note to all practicing clowns, please leave your makeup, wigs, and red rubber noses at the border. But if you've got fentanyl, we're open for business. Because the Montana GOP is focusing on the really important things. Let's talk all about it with our host, Tammy Fisher. But first, thank you to our loyal listeners, Barb, Colleen, and Dawn. We so appreciate your kind contributions to the show, but even more than that, we appreciate that you listen to the show and that you take us with you on your daily adventures. Thank you so much. And also thank you to those who consistently write to us with constructive criticism. We do take that to heart. And that includes our good friend, Brad, who listens to the show and our good friend, Katie, and our friend, Stephen, and our friend, Billy. We so appreciate your comments, even though we may disagree politically. That's okay, because we are grateful for your sincerity when you write to us. And we know that you mean it and you're very kind with your words. And we appreciate that exchange very much. So thanks, gang. Yep. Thanks a bunch. Uh, Mick, are, do you hear that? Uh, what is that? What, what is what? that? Hey. Uh-oh. Oh. oh it, is Ooh. that the car? Yeah. That's, that's the, it? That is is the, it a Volt? What is that? It's a Chevy Volt. A Chevy Volt? It's the Censure Clowns. Oh, the Censure Clowns. Their clown car is rolling down the highway towards here, us. Here, well, they, here they come. Here they come. Is that Don K? That's Don K. Well, he's in the passenger seat saying, well, whatever you think, folks. Well, I guess that anything goes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's Derek pushing behind it because all he could afford was the Volt itself since he's the treasurer of the Montana GOP. He couldn't afford any gas money. Good thing it plugs in. Uh, let's see. There go uh, your donations, folks. Yeah. Look where they're at. Brad Sheeta, is he driving? No. Maybe he is. Yes, he is. He's driving, isn't he? Oh, he's got the foot on the brakes and not the gas. So he seems confused there. Doesn't know how to open the door. A little confused about who he is and where he is. But no, that's him. He's in a clown suit, but it fits him well. Anywho. (laughs) Folks, there is no other way to describe what's going on in the MTGOP. It is clown car central. Montana GOP continues down the path that we predicted here at MVP, and that is incredibly sad and pathetic. In full authoritarian mode, the state Republican Executive Committee has now begun its purge and shaming of Montanans who do not pass their litmus test. It has chosen not to engage in a discourse with the Republicans that have been turned off by the rise of authoritarianism in the Montana GOP, Because, well, that would be what a big tent party would do, which would be to engage its critics. But this isn't the big tent party, folks. It's a circus act run by clowns. The Montana GOP, in its continuing wisdom, is reenacting the Scarlet Letter, hoping its efforts to cast out Montanans and longtime conservatives will continue to keep free Montanans, free Americans, from speaking out against the rise of authoritarians in the Montana GOP. 
We told you in our last episode about this casting out that has begun in local Republican central committees. Now, instead of casting out at the local level, well, now that they ramped it up, the statewide Montana GOP is hunting Montanans to adorn the scarlet letter and frankly, to shut up. Keep your mouths shut. Stop exposing the hypocrisy in the party. Stop revering the state and national constitutions. Stop doing all things the Republican platform principles are based upon, adhering to rule of law, casting out criminals from public office, revering the Constitution, and shrinking the size of government. No, the authoritarians want us to stop that. Now, as the Montana GOP begins its quest to cleanse the party of Republicans that adhere to the national platform principles, it wants us to believe that they are the true Republicans and they are in charge of declaring who is and who is not a Republican. This, of course, is laughable and goes against everything the conservative Republican Party has focused on for years, which was growing the party because the party's goal is to get enough people to affiliate with the party, to have somebody who's walking down the street say when asked, yeah, I believe in less government, and to have a Republican then respond and say, then you are a Republican, and we are in this together. Now, they don't want party affiliation by actual Republicans. By removing any acknowledgement of the constitutional rights that Indians have in Montana and promoting known racists in their midst, now the Montana GOP veers towards those that express, yeah, I hate Indians, and then they respond with, then you're a Republican and we're in this together. Or by endorsing men with recent criminal histories for statewide office under the Republican Party banner, When a person says, yeah, hey, I like criminals who harm others and take advantage of the cops. Well, the MTGOP's response is, then you're a Republican and we're in this together. And see, folks, that's not Republican at all. But the Montana GOP is growing tired of real Republicans repudiating their horseshit and exposing them for who they are. And now that they know our ranks are growing, that Montanans are waking up and speaking out, well, in typical authoritarian fashion, they must begin their purge of real Republicans. As Dr. Lucian Conway wrote, quote, This rise in authoritarianism has consequences. No free society can function when arguments occur under fear of authoritarian punishment. Polling data suggests that 62% of Americans, including 77% of Republicans and 52% of Democrats, are afraid to say what they think these days. Think about that for a second. The land of the free is becoming the land of the scared to speak, end quote. And this is where the Montana GOP has been going for a long time. They bully and intimidate instead of embrace, negotiate, and persuade. And truly, it's because... They don't have the intellectual heft to do the hard work, which is why every complicated issue has a soundbite answer from the Montana GOP. They lack thought, they lack patience, and they lack a moral compass. And that, folks, is the antithesis of a competent political party. But because no one within has the cojones to tell the emperor he has no clothes, 
the horseshit perpetuates, giving rise to the great purge of anyone that doesn't waltz lockstep with the MTGOP embrace of racism, of criminals, the elimination of parental rights, privacy, and an independent judicial branch. So when did the Republicans leave the Montana GOP? It started years ago. You see, authoritarians are lazy and they adopt a political party that is already established in order to grow in power quickly and without much work. This is why their worldview is so simplistic. As Daniel Koss wrote in Where the Party Rules, quote, political parties are most efficacious instruments for autocrats to govern modernizing societies. As socioeconomic development puts increasing strains on non-democratic systems, and as episodes of economic downturn can quickly throw regimes into disarray, authoritarian leaders have a better chance to maintain order if they rely on a party apparatus, rather than on a personalistic arrangements or military cliques. Maintaining order is not merely a question of sheer regime survival, but also of effective governance on an everyday basis, which reflects the strength of a regime, end quote. So in order to secure effective governance on a daily basis, you see authoritarians trying to restrict the freedom of the very people it governs. And they begin with the most vulnerable, those who are easy for the general public to dismiss. So in Montana, If you want to know why the authoritarians are hitting the transgender crowd so hard, it's because few of us understand what it means to be transgender. For authoritarians, where there is ignorance, there is opportunity. And so the attack on transgender folks is broad-based, not targeted, because the attack breaks down barriers to the things Montanans hold as sacrosanct. Privacy, parental rights, medical care. If the authoritarians can successfully convince Montana that transgender folks don't deserve privacy, that parents don't control their transgender child's upbringing and healthcare decisions, then it becomes much easier to extend that, for lack of a better term, logic, to every Montanan's everyday life. And of course, these tactics totally violate not only Montana law, but conservative Republican principles, both of which present a barrier for the authoritarians to have full control of our personal lives. So then they pivot to attack the branch of government that places barriers to their efforts to control our lives, the judiciary. And their authoritarian creep now goes from eliminating transgender rights and parental rights and privacy to preventing men from dressing like women or women dressing like men to entertain the public. So in order to be intellectually honest, once they ban drag shows, the authoritarians will need to ban Halloween and Shakespeare and school plays. So while you can now rest assured that drag queens won't roam the halls of the public library, be assured that the white supremacist films will still be premiered at the library and all forms of pedophiles remain welcome there. But anyone wearing too much makeup, spanks, or pantyhose are effectively banned because they are the true threats to Montana, according to the authoritarians. So you can see it's not a complicated strategy. It's actually clear as day what they're doing. They are admittedly (laughs) disorganized and ignorant. So they are led in the strategy by lobbyists that work for authoritarian groups who assure the dimwits that they will retain power if they just pass this prepackaged bill that either duplicates Montana law or blatantly violates it. 
And power is intoxicating for the dum-dums. So they do whatever it takes, including ruining our lives to maintain power. So when you get Republicans willing to speak up against the authoritarian horseshit, to call them out and expose their primitive strategy that anyone with a Montana education can see unfolding, well, they get hopping mad. So in their simplistic and feeble minds, they work the shunning angle. Just exclude them and do it publicly because that's the way bullies do it and bullies are easy to emulate. Simplistic and stupid. Great examples for our Montana kids, right? So where does the statewide GOP start with their great purging? Well, at the top of the heap, of course, with Mark Roscoe. But the timing is way off for their rebuke of Roscoe. Let us explain. First, some of you dear listeners may not know who Mark Roscoe is. I remember him from high school as he was the attorney general and then the governor. I met him at a football game in Helena. A high school kid sits next to the governor of the state of Montana at a football game. That's an only in Montana thing, folks. He introduces himself. I acknowledge who he is. He quietly demurs, and I tell him my name. And here's the thing. Whenever I would see Mr. Roscoe after that game, he remembered my name. I was a nobody, a Montana kid that only knew how to be a juvenile delinquent. But Mr. Roscoe, no matter who he meets, does this thing where you believe you're the only person in the world that matters to him at the time that what you say and who you are matters. So he was the perfect person to be the face of the Republican Party in Montana because he's kind, gentle, and a thoughtful person. What the face of every party that claims to be a big tent party should be. But for those who have no idea who we're talking about, here's Mark Roscoe's history. Mark Roscoe served as Montana's governor from 1993 to 2001. He has roots that run very deep in Montana's colorful history. His ancestors came to the Montana Territory in the 1860s. Mark's grandfather lived in Libby in 1917 to work as a logging camp cook in northwestern Montana for the J. Neal's Lumber Company. Mark Roscoe was born to Bill and Pat Roscoe on July 24, 1948 in Thompson Falls. Mark grew up first in Miles City and then in Libby. His parents opened their home to foster children, taking in nearly 50 youngsters over time and formally adopting two. Philip and Amy, to join Mark, Tim, Larry, Pat, and Chris in their home on Larch Street. Under the guidance of his father, a teacher, and a high school basketball and track coach, Mark was a starter on the Libby High School basketball team. During his senior year in 1966, Mark led the team to its first and only state basketball championship. Mark also played basketball in Helena for Carroll College. At Carroll, Mark was elected student body president and in 1970 set a record for most assists in a basketball game, 32. That record still stands. While at Carroll, Mark worked summers for the highway department mapping county roads and railroad crossings across the state. This gave Mark his first opportunity to see Montana corner to corner and to meet many individuals who remain good friends. During college, Mark also worked in the Capitol print shop and as a dishwasher, cook, and line runner in the college cafeteria. He graduated in 1970 with a degree in English and later that year married Teresa Barber, a Carroll student from Big Timber, Montana. 
Soon after, Mark enrolled in the University of Montana Law School in Missoula, receiving his Juris Doctorate degree in 1973. As an Army ROTC graduate, Mark was immediately assigned to the Judge Advocate General's Corps and stationed in West Germany, where he served as chief prosecutor for the largest U.S. military jurisdiction in Europe. While there, he also managed to teach business and criminal law for the University of Maryland. After three years, Mark was discharged from the Army as a captain, returning to Montana in 1976, where he became deputy county attorney for Missoula County. There, Mark established the Missoula Drug Treatment Program for people with substance abuse problems. In 1977, Mark became a state assistant attorney general as well as Montana's first special prosecutor, handling major cases for county attorneys across the state. In 1980, he ran for chief justice of the Montana Supreme Court, but was unsuccessful. He also ran for district judge in Lewis and Clark Broadwater counties in 1982 and 1984, respectively, but was also defeated. From 1977 to 1988, Mark traveled across the state prosecuting scores of cases with a conviction rate of 95%. He lost only two cases in 12 years. One notorious case was State versus Don and Dan Nichols, the Mountain Men, convicted of abducting Carrie Swenson, an Olympic athlete, and murdering a would-be rescuer. Mark was elected Attorney General in 1988 and took office in January of 1989. He planned to run for re-election in 1992. However, Governor Stan Stevens, Republican, took ill and withdrew from the race. Mark sought the Republican nomination with Lieutenant Governor Dennis Reberg, a Billings area rancher. After winning a hard-fought primary campaign, the men ran a successful general election that led to a narrow 51% victory in November 1992. Mark Roscoe was sworn in as Montana's 20th governor on January 4th, 1993. In 1996, he sought re-election to a second and final term with Judy Martz, a Butte businesswoman as his running mate. On November 5, 1996, they were overwhelmingly elected with 80% of the vote, the largest winning percentage for a governor in Montana's history and the largest winning percentage for any U.S. governor in 1996. Okay, we do have to make a note here. His win was remarkable, and it would have been a landslide regardless. However, his opponent did die a couple months before his election. So the sweep undoubtedly was far greater than it otherwise would have been had his opponent lived, but still would have been a sweep. As governor, Roscoe sought to improve government efficiency and bring government services closer to its owners, the people. He favored reducing government wherever possible and eliminated two executive departments. The governor's office staff was reduced to about half of the staff it had in 1977. After working with the legislature to eliminate a $200 million deficit in 1993, the Roscoe administration helped produce a $22.4 million budget surplus in 1995. At the governor's request, the legislature approved refunding the money to state taxpayers as tangible proof the state kept its budgetary bargain with the people of Montana to live within its means. Some of Mark's hobbies include running, carpentry, and gardening. Mark has served on the board of directors of the Corporation for National Service and on the board of directors for United Way. He has been a member of the board of visitors of the University of Montana Law School and was a member of the board of trustees at Carroll College from 1989 to 1993. Mark and his wife, Teresa, have five children, Annie, Tim, Mary Catherine, Teresa Rose, and Joe. Mark served as the chairman of the Republican National Committee from 2002 to 2004. 
He then ran President George W. Bush's re-election campaign. End quote. Sounds like a great principled Republican and Montanan, right? Right. Well, Mr. Roscoe has had that reputation for decades. And he is beloved by a large part of Montana. His public service wasn't without fault. He led the charge to deregulate utilities, which created a huge debacle, including the bankruptcy of a huge energy producer in Montana. But he has such credibility that most of Montana has forgiven him that sin or forgotten it because they adore him so much. He is probably the most popular Republican governor we have ever had in this state. People still flock to him. I have witnessed it as recently as October. And his humble demeanor is as endearing today as it was when I was in high school. Now, Mr. Roscoe doesn't like what has happened nationally and locally to the Republican Party. And his path to exposing the shenanigans he believes pose a threat to democracy is similar to ours in only one regard. He writes and speaks often about the state party's departure from Republican principles. He did also take a step that we really wouldn't do, which is to publicly endorse Democrats for office over the candidates adorning the Republican banner. That's not a move we would make, but to each his own. So the Montana GOP, (laughs) they just released their resolution rebuking Mark Roscoe. Let's read it, Mick. Whereas Mark Roscoe, Montana state governor from 1993 to 2001, has taken active and aggressive action to undermine Montana GOP endorsed and supported candidates and opposed Republican candidates nominated by Republican voters in the primary in 2022. He endorsed the Democrat candidate Monica Trinnell over the MTGOP supported candidate in the 2022 race for Montana's Western Congressional District, District 1. He endorsed Ingrid Gustafson over conservative and Montana GOP endorsed James Brown for the Montana Supreme Court. (laughs) Well, who didn't? Everybody did. (laughs) Whereas Mark Roscoe teamed with Democrat Steve Bullock to endorse Katanji Brown Jackson for United States Supreme Court. Whereas Mark Roscoe endorsed Joe Biden over President Donald Trump in the 2020 election. Whereas... Mark Roscoe retains an elevated profile in Montana and has spoken in assemblies without denying that he still considers himself a Republican and therefore may be believed by some to be considered as speaking for (laughs) Montana Republicans. Because he speaks at assemblies? (laughs) Yeah. The elective... What? Yeah. The elective representatives of the Montana GOP, therefore... Who are elective representatives? Did they mean elected? Elect, they meant elected. Did, <laughs> did no one edit this? Did, did no one look this? Did no one proofread this? Who's the proofreader of the this Montana GOP? Terrible. Listen, people, you have to look at this. This is their work product. They don't even get the whereases right. Like, every time you do a whereas, you have to have a comma. It's a rule. It's a thing. Commas matter. And they can save lives. There's a big difference between let's eat grandma and let's eat grandma. I mean, truly, how many grandmothers are alive today because of a comma? The comma is underrated. It is totally underrated. So is a semicolon, by the way. But if you guys look at this, quote, resolution, 
It's grammatically incorrect and it's misspelled throughout. So this is now the work product of the Montana GOP. This Montana GOP says, send us your money because we're a professional organization, a professional organization that doesn't know how to use grammar, doesn't know how to use Grammarly, and doesn't know how to use spell check when they're deciding to condemn, cast out, and rebuke somebody that they think is part of their midst. I promise you an eighth grader could have written a better resolution. (laughs) Well, who's the secretary of the executive committee of the Montana GOP? Oh, that's right. Brad Sheeta. Brad Sheeta. So expect this kind of work product because, oh, as you recall, we just failed him up to being the executive director of the PSC. That's right. Lucky us. Yeah. So let's go back. The elective representatives of the Montana GOP therefore resolves to make it know that... Mark Roscoe is not considered by the Montana GOP to be a Republican. That was his lucky day. That he cannot claim with any authority to speak on behalf of Montana Republicans, that he does not have the support of the Montana GOP. Lucky guy. Just the support of all of Montana. Yeah. That he willfully acted against the Montana GOP platform and specifically provisions... Oh, dear. Oh, sweet Mary. And specifically provisions in the resolution on platform principles (laughs) that he has been less than forthright in public by failing to note that he cannot and does not speak in any official capacity for Montana Republicans, that it is recognized that he took action to damage, undercut, and defeat the efforts of the elected officials of the Montana GOP and the Republican Party in general, and therefore disqualifies himself by these actions from being considered a Republican. (laughs) Be be it further resolved. So wait a minute. He disqualified himself by whatever actions from being considered a Republican, except for they're wrong here. He can speak in any official capacity for Montana Republicans. The MTGOP does not speak for all of us. I promise. They have made such missteps and they're full of authoritarians. They don't speak for actual Republicans that follow the platform, that have Republican principles. So for them to say Mark Roscoe can't speak for Montana Republicans, they aren't the authority either. Be it further resolved. Oh, now it's getting really important. Oh, That the chairman and executive committee of the Montana GOP will make this resolution known to Mark Roscoe and to media (laughs) and that media outlets be advised to stop referring to Mark Roscoe as a Republican. Oh, and that if they fail to do so, the media outlet be informed that the former governor has been rebuked by the MTGOP, that we notify all Republican central committees and Republicans statewide to recognize the potential irreparable harm. Irreparable harm? (laughs) From a guy speaking? Yeah. (laughs) Well, they think drag shows are irreparable harm too. Anybody that dresses up like somebody who they're not, anybody that plays dress up, you're causing irreparable harm to everybody else. Apparently. Mark Roscoe speaking at assemblies is causing irreparable harm. Irreparable harm (laughs) actions taken by this high profile individual may have done or may do in the future to the state of Montana, its citizens and the Republican Party voted on and approved by the MTGOP executive committee on February 15th, 2023, signed Don Kaltschmidt, 
chairman of the MTGOP. Well, he's got to be so proud of this grammatically incorrect, unspell checked document that they put out that's called a resolution and a rebuke. Well, good for him. So the Montana GOP has decided that now is the time to publicly cast out Mark Roscoe. And they're doing it on the basis that Roscoe endorsed Katanji Brown for the U.S. Supreme Court and endorsed Monica Trinnell and Ingrid Gustafson, also endorsing Joe Biden over Donald Trump. But there's a lot to this that just doesn't add up, starting with the timeline. All of these endorsements happened months or years ago. And the endorsements are by him personally, not the party. And if he caused irreparable harm, as they say, well, the timing doesn't add up because you would have screeched like a mad cat before November of 2022. Mark Roscoe has never proclaimed to represent the Montana GOP. And I would guess he would absolutely distance himself from the authoritarians that are running the Montana GOP. And he surely would never imply he speaks for them. And here's some irony. Roscoe joining with Democrat Steve Bullock, both as former governors of Montana, to endorse Katanji Brown is exactly, exactly what the chair of the Montana GOP called for when he ran for state Senate against Keith Regeer. That's right. In 2016, Don Kaltschmidt said, quote, Working with people who hold different opinions has been a very big growing experience for me. I know how to work with the other side, and I know how to get deals done. That has really helped me as I move forward, and I think I can help with some of the divisiveness in Helena. Kaltschmidt said the party's failure to agree on a compromise package in 2015 that would have created jobs and led to badly needed building projects was disappointing. Quote, I thought that our party didn't look very good last session, Kaltschmidt said. The two sides couldn't come together, and I don't think they were that far apart. And that is what I am good at. I have been doing that my entire life. I believe that I could have done better and that with my leadership ability, I can reach out to people and strike an agreement, end quote. So when did he reach out to Mark Roscoe before this missive came out, before this resolution and rebuke came out? When did he reach out to Mark Roscoe to try to see if he could quell the issues and bridge the divide? I'm guessing never. Oh, you mean he's just a hypocrite? He's not really a man of his word where he has this great leadership capacity to bridge divides? To bring together people from two different parties, if you can't even bring people together of a single party, how would you ever have the leadership to bring together people of two different parties? Yeah, Don Kay, why don't you answer that question? So the leader of the Montana GOP tells us on the one hand that bipartisanship is the way to move this state forward, but now condemns Roscoe working in a bipartisan manner. Got it. And like we said, We wouldn't have endorsed Democrats in the House race. We definitely (laughs) spoke out against James Brown, who was completely unqualified to be on the Supreme Court and violated the very canons he would have been charged with upholding had he been elected to the Supreme Court. And if these things were so horrible, why wait till now to condemn Roscoe? Why not do it in November of 2022 if Roscoe's actions were such an affront to the Montana GOP and caused irreparable damage? Well, we know that it didn't cause irreparable damage because those endorsements didn't change anything, did they? 
the MTGOP still won. So when it complains that it's being irreparably damaged, now is that just a lie they're making up? Because it kind of seems like it. The facts and evidence wouldn't suggest that's happened. The truth is, what Roscoe did was not an affront to the Montana GOP. It's what Mark Roscoe is currently saying, and it doesn't fit with the authoritarian agenda. Let's look at the timing of this, quote, rebuke. On February 13th, 2023, Mark Roscoe wrote a column that was published in statewide newspapers warning of the rise of political parties that do not think of service for the greater good, only self-service to itself. He pointed out the attacks on the judiciary by the Montana GOP and that the Montana GOP has submitted 57 bills this session to amend Montana's constitution, seven more than the total proposed amendments that have occurred in 50 years since the Constitution was adopted. So 50 proposals over 50 years and 57 proposals from a single party in a single year. His column published on a Monday. And remember, this is part and parcel of the authoritarian movement to control every part of our lives. And Roscoe's words and wisdom stand in the way of that. By Tuesday, there was a movement afoot in the Montana GOP Executive Committee to censure Mark Roscoe and Bob Brown. Bob Brown, huh? Oh, yeah. Bob Brown, a whitefish. Mm -hmm. As both are prolific writers reminding Montanans of her history and exactly what the authoritarians are up to. I suppose the Bob Brown proposal for censure hit a little too close to home for Don Kay as chair of the Montana GOP since Don Kay both consulted with and had Bob Brown as a member of Don Kay's election committee when he ran for office in 2016. So it's pretty hard for Don Kay to say, Bob Brown's not a Republican when I was running on the Republican ticket or to say, Maybe I'm not a Republican and Bob Brown was, so Bob Brown gave me credibility. Which is it, Don Kay? Huh. Some mystery. That must have created quite a pickle for Don Kay because, of course, inviting someone to help you get elected and then turning on them makes you, well, a turncoat. But nevertheless... The movement was rolling. So what started with a movement to censure ended up with a rebuke because, well, dear listeners, remember our last podcast where we told you that the Montana GOP has no authority to censure, no bylaws authority, no rules authority, no Roberts rules of order authority, no authority whatsoever to censure? Yeah, well, it sounds like somebody from the Montana GOP was listening and they decided that since they didn't have authority to censure, they'd rebuke instead. And they excluded Bob Brown from their rebuke, limiting it only to Roscoe. I wonder why Bob Brown got a pass, Don Kay. Huh. And none of the reasons for the grammatically incorrect and misspelled rebuke are the truth. The truth is they want Roscoe to shut up. Shut up and stop revealing to Montanans exactly what the authoritarian agenda is. Stop telling the truth. And they hope that the Montana GOP has such credibility that folks will look away from Roscoe and towards the Montana GOP authoritarians for advice. What a farce. Remember, the Montana GOP authoritarians are the ones that embraced Jordan Hall, the charlatan from eastern Montana, who wreaked havoc 
upon Montana, all of her people, before fleeing the state in shame. And even worse was Don Kay's text to Mark Roscoe. What a pussy. Quote, good morning, Governor. Out of deep respect for you, I wanted to give you a heads up of a resolution that the executive board of the Montana GOP made at last night's board meeting. The resolution rebukes you for supporting the candidates you have in the last couple cycles and says that the Montana GOP does not consider you as a person that speaks for the party. If you would like to call me anytime to discuss, it will be made public per the resolution soon. Please acknowledge. Thank you. End quote. What a bunch of shit. Don Kay is the only person in the history of mankind that rebukes someone he deeply respects. That's like saying, no offense, but you're an asshole. (laughs) Right? It doesn't make any sense. So that was a lie, or he was too much of a pussy to stand up to the MTGOP executive committee. The fact that the state authoritarian GOP is so arrogant as to believe that Roscoe desires to be affiliated with them is laughable. And what is the worst part? That now, after the resolution is passed, Don Kay wants to have a discussion with Roscoe. This is akin to saying, I'm going to sentence you to prison, but after the fact, I'd like to discuss the facts of the case and hear your side. I don't think he would have been a candidate for law school. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) So who's next? And is the Montana GOP actually printing up the scarlet letters for all of us Republicans that have revealed their horseshit to wear? Do we all get one? Every single one of us? Because I want to know. Because I'll wear mine as a badge of honor in solidarity with any Montanan and Republican that exposes the authoritarians in the Montana GOP that are steering this state straight off a cliff and mutilating the Republican brand and her principles. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.